The Pewtercast is sponsored by HuntAKiller.com, an immersive murder mystery experience like no other. You can save 20% on your first box when you subscribe by using the code Pewtercast at checkout. And we'd like to thank HuntAKiller.com for their support of the show. Welcome to the PewterCast. My name is Brent Allen, and I'm your host, and joining me as always, my good friend, Ren Daxt. Ren, how you feeling tonight, buddy? I'm good. I'm, I'm ready for some football. I feel like it's uh, a little shocked it's already Friday, but, um, yeah. you know, I'm uh, I'm ready to get into it, and this is going to be it's a big game. Big, big game coming up. You know, first place for the NFC South. Uh, the division is wide open. Um, you know, it's like... I don't have this feeling of maybe, you know, like maybe if we beat the Saints. I got more of like when we beat the Saints. And even if we lose, I still feel there's, it's just like the season's not, I just, there's so much trust in this coaching staff and, and the strides they've made with all the question marks. I'm rambling, but all the question marks we had, like mm-hmm. most of our wiping off all the bo- off the board. We only got like one or two left. So it's just, it's good to be a Bucks fan. All right. So on behalf of all of our listeners and, and quite honestly myself as well, you're pretty confident that we're going to come out of this one with a win. Is that what I'm hearing hearing you say? Oh yeah. So and it should it shouldn't it shouldn't be close. So it will be, but it shouldn't. So be. when we do, all right, because we'll we'll put it like that. When we do, and we get to the instant cast on Sunday night, are you going to be excited? Are we yeah. going to be having a good time? Hey, <laughs> you just calm down. I've said my piece, and by the way, everyone else has come out and said it too. Yeah. Okay. I said it first. I said it loud. Whatever, and a but lot. you know, <laughs> and a lot. And I kept repeating myself. Is that a is that a new shirt you have on? The secondary exactly <laughs> doesn't have shirts on. That's the problem. Like Howard Wallowitz when he came back from the moon, right <laughs> from outer space. You just made a Big Bang Theory reference. <laughs> so, but uh, so yes, I'll be happy because like I have I I've got a lot of my system. You know, right. Everyone knows now that I'm worried about the middle of the field, even mm-hmm. though I've been talking about it since the Panthers game. And if it continues to happen, I'm not going to get upset about it. I've like I've said my piece. All right, all right. Well, there you go. So you guys, you folks, have heard it here first. The Buccaneers are going to win this game. We'll see you guys for the instant cast. Until then, guys, go. Oh wait, we still got a show to do, don't we, Ren? We do. <laughs> this is our Buck in the News yeah. show. This is the show where we finally get a chance to take a look at all the transactions, all the headlines, all the news, basically, that has surrounded our beloved Buccaneers over the course of the week. Uh, all the practices are done at this point. Injury reports are out. The only thing that's left to do is just to play the game. So this is a great time to bring it all together under one show and talk about it. We're going to do this. We break it up typically into a few different parts. If you're joining us for the first time on our Buck in the News show, we're going to take a look at the roster transactions and see what's going on with our team specifically this week. We'll also take a look at some of the headlines that have been coming out across, uh, across all the various news outlets concerning our beloved Buccaneers and, uh, we'll specifically specifically be looking at this in light of the Saints game coming up this weekend. We'll take a look at the final injury report and we'll take a look and see who's actually going to be suiting up by making our predictions for the inactives. Ren, do you have an updated total of where we are on our on our score? Because I've, I've never intended I to do, keep I, score on that. I do not. You don't. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I, I don't, don't know. Uh, 
I have to go back and look last week. It won't be hard to find. Yeah. But uh, you know, I when 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 I saw Dot, you know, mm-hmm. wasn't an active, I'm like, oh, that just blew my whole right, right. But then <laughs> I, I said Damone Harris wouldn't be, and he was. So it, we were for folks out there, we were tied going into last week's game. So, uh, but anyway, yes. it's it's the it's the once again, it's the predictions that you and I are the only two who give a crap about. So uh, we'll right. have that, but we'll be we'll be really looking towards this Saints game. So Ren, let's go over and see what is going on with the roster. Uh, there was actually only one thing that happened in cons- in regards to the roster this week. It's the exact same one that we had last week, except Ryan Smith is back. He is off of his NFL suspension, but he's back on a on a one week roster exemption, uh, which ends yeah. uh, or which his suspension ended last week. Um, but what that means is the Bucks are carrying fifty four players instead of fifty three. Um, I think after this game, they have to cut somebody to go back down. So I, do you know how Monday. that they have until Monday? Yeah. How it works is see, and I think it's a, this, I've, I've learned two rules this year so far, two new rules. Uh, one was like the super secret probation, uh, practice squad guy. Right. Where it's like, you're not eligible, but since you're not really good, you are eligible. I don't know. <laughs> I right. don't know how it works. Right. The four of you, you right there. Those, yeah, you got four slots in the practice yeah. squad of the ten that you can have these guys that are, you know, mm-hmm. not eligible but are still eligible. Uh, and this one, I like this rule. What it is is when someone's been suspended, uh, it's kind of like with, with uh, JPP and Justin Evans. Like mm-hmm. they can start practicing week six, mm-hmm. but they can't be activated till week eight. And they don't count against the roster until week eight. And they don't count against the roster right. until week eight. Right. Okay. So you give those two weeks to come back from injury or whatever it is to sort of judge how they are in football shape. And we've seen this with Kendall Beckwith. Mm-hmm. Last year he came back and it was pretty evident right away. It's like, yeah, it's not gonna, that's not gonna happen. And mm-hmm. it sounds like, you know, he's sort of retired from football. Um, so now we have Ryan Smith who's been suspended. So he comes back so you can apply for it from the NFL. And I don't know what the rules are or if like mm-hmm. it's really just a formality that you always get it is you get an extra week. So you get to, we'll have Monday after the Saints game. Mm-hmm. It's almost like seven days. Like you come, you walk in Monday after the Rams game. And if you apply, you, you the Bucks can keep you with the team. You're not officially on the roster, but keep you with the team. Mm-hmm. And they have to decide either to put you on the roster or do something else with you. And that's because these guys have been out of football. Like, like you know, right. Ryan Smith hasn't, you know, practiced, played anything for four weeks. So he comes back and maybe has get up to speed or maybe the injury he had is you know you know it's not where it was like Kendall Beckwith so right away if he comes on you're then the Bucks have to get rid of somebody but what if that person has to go through waivers and somebody claims him right and now you've missed it on this person and the guy you brought back is turned into a Kendall Beckwith like Ryan right. Smith Dawson put on 20 pounds right and or he's just not ready he's not to be ready for yeah. you know yeah in the Saints game so it gives you this window mm-hmm. of to get him ramped up I think like a lot of other people were sort of expecting sometime this week for that for him to be put on right but uh it looks like they could still do it tomorrow which would be saturday or today if you're listening to it uh the saturday before the saints game um but can it they looks do it like the day they're of not the gonna saints make game? a move until monday can they do it the day of the saints game uh i don't see why not yeah but why would you because after friday you're done with everything yeah yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, so, I don't know. If it was – Bruce Arians doesn't strike me as the kind of guy who does a lot of this kind of stuff. But, you know, Cutter would be like, yeah, I'm not going to do it until the very last possible moment to throw off the other team so they don't know what's – you know, I, I, that's that seems silly to me at this point. Competitive there. edge, baby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Wow, by giving you a, a Saturday, a whole 12 hour or more notice. Um, so let me ask you this. Do you know, let's say they, they, like, so he's not actually on the active roster right now, which means unless, like, so they don't have to release anybody from the active roster. But he can't play unless they release somebody from the active roster. Is that right? Like, he's not actually active right now. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah, yeah. As of right now, he cannot play Sunday. Okay. All right. So in order for that to happen, they do have to make that roster move, uh, which they have not. So. Yes. All right. So, so that's it. So probably not Ryan Smith. I should take him off of my inactive report then. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll get down there later. <laughs> Darn it. Dang. He was one of my seven. All right. Um, so that's really it, Ren. I mean, a- after that, really, the, the roster still looks uh, very much the same as it looked going into week uh, four. And honestly, here we are five weeks into this, Ren. And to be quite frank with you, the team right now still looks very much like the team that we saw going into week one. Like most of the transactions have all been practice squad or IR or things like that. Like there's not been a lot of churning of those bottom, you know, 10 slots or so as we typically would see by this point in the year. Yeah. Well, BA warned people, you know, he warned everybody on offensive line, like don't get comfy. Yeah. (laughs) And that, that's the only spot where they've had turnovers. You know, they brought in Hawkins and Wells and that's it. Right. And they're, they're there. And we still have Zach Bailey who, uh, you know, is hanging out. And then obviously Oral Watford, who they brought in as a free agent this year. Like that's, that group has kind of been what, once they got their guys, like that's, that's sort of just been what it is. But that's not to say more won't happen as the year goes on. It just, uh, they really yeah, haven't been. Injuries are going to happen. Sure. Sure. All right. Uh, well, let's move on then. Let's move on to some of the headlines that we get uh, over the course of this week. These are coming at you in really no particular order, really much as much as I uh, scoured the Internet and found them. Uh, <laughs> uh, they're, they're not necessarily in chronological order or anything. All right, Donovan Smith, let's talk about him. Uh, he is getting fined for his hit on Marcus Peters, $28,075, uh, went helmet to helmet with Marcus Peters, gave him a concussion, actually, as it were, during the game here in the, uh, the Rams game. Um, I don't know if you care, Ren. This doesn't strike me as, uh, actually, I think a lot of our headlines are like, yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> I feel like we'll probably yeah, be a lot of the conversation. Kind of, that's kind of how the show's going to go. Yeah. Hey, this guy did this. Yes, he did. No, like, first off, I don't think Marcus Peters has a concussion. He's just trying to come up with an excuse. Why, why, uh, Mike Evans toasted him. <laughs> okay. That's what he's doing. He's pulling like the Darrell Revis. Like, Darrell Revis walking around town, you know, I can cover anybody. And then he plays Randy Moss, and the Patriots go down and score a touchdown. And Revis, of course, pulls a hammy on the touchdown catch and walks straight into the tunnel. Like, right. didn't even go to the bench. <laughs> like, oh, oh, well. I yeah, gotta go, guys. Yeah. I'm out. Yeah. yeah. I'll be back next week but uh right now like oh, i tore my hammy you're lucky because mm-hmm. i i had you on that um no i'm kidding he probably doesn't have a concussion i i don't know like uh it was <laughs> he, he did kill that guy he I did mean, i mean it was a that it, was a it, hit and a half yeah but it's it was just all inertia and weight you know the weight mm-hmm. ratio and inertia is what it was i've never really seen a uh uh replay of it where i i saw a helmet to helmet i'm not saying it didn't happen i'm not you mm-hmm. know this isn't like a phantom holding call or anything it's just I, I never saw it, and I thought that uh, 
I guess there was a story going around where usually the fines are passed out on Wednesdays, mm-hmm. and uh, someone overheard Donovan in the locker room, like sort of like running around and telling everybody because, like, you come in Wednesday, you know, there might be like a little ticket hanging up in your locker, right? Like, hey, or like the letter or something. Fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he, and he didn't have one, so he was all excited. Right. <laughs> he was running around telling everybody, and then all of a sudden, you know, Thursday or whatever, Friday pops up, and uh, oh, sorry, this got lost yeah, in the between the seats. Be, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this fell between the seats. I just found this. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, here's a bill for $28,000. Right. Dang it. Dang it. Yeah. I mean, okay, so we didn't really talk about this at all over the course of this week. Um, a lot of people taking a taking a look at this, the offensive line has been praised up and down for their performance in this game against the Rams that we just had. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, which is which – is, unusual to hear in Tampa Bay because uh, usually we were talking about how bad our offensive line has been uh, and this is let's face it mostly the same cast of characters that we had last year um, with the exception of, of Alex Kappa who was there just not in the starting role but with this Harold Goodwin and what he's doing as the new run game coordinator slash offensive line coach slash assistant head coach um, you know the the offensive line has been, been don't hear any talk about uh, Joe Gilbert and Indianapolis Colts days ruined Andrew Luck's career. Don't hear that talk anymore. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, so there's so, something that should scare bus fans. Yeah. Right. Uh, so, so that's like that being said, a lot of people have been taking this hit from Donovan Smith as like, if you want to boil down the new offensive line attitude, right. Or like how well the offensive line is doing, like they're, they're, they're holding this clip, like this hit from Donovan Smith up as like the look at their new attitude, right? Like, Oh, I love the aggressiveness. I love the, the, I don't know that this would be the one I'd want to hit, but you know, but that means that or they is it that or they just got Donovan Smith to run? Well, I mean, that's I mean, that's it. I mean, Donovan Smith has been a whipping boy for four years in Tampa now going into his fifth year here in Tampa. Like like he has just taken it like for the last bunch of years. So um, he's finally getting some praise. It seems like from from Bucks fans for any legal. It's probably probably been his most consistent start to a season and and maybe most consistent stretch. Yeah. You know, he seems to. What's nice about it is he seems to be getting better. Yeah. Right. Because let's not forget for his first four years, he had the same offensive line coach the entire time. Apparently liked him a whole lot. Yeah. You know, he liked Coach Warhop a lot. Yeah. You know. Yeah. He seems to be a nice guy. Sure. Uh, But I mean, from like the San Francisco game to the Rams game, like you can almost you you can sort of chart his progression, Mm -hmm. at least statistically, giving up sacks and, and, and penalties and, you know, all those things that sort of make offensive linemen pop the fans um so yeah you know i i don't see a lot of those tweets anymore about the wasted money mm-hmm. on a t- you know middling to terrible left tackle mm-hmm. so it's a uh, yeah you know it's just it's just fun it's fun to be a bucks fan like you know on the offensive side of the ball everything's rolling on the defense side of the ball two-thirds of it's rolling uh you know like like we we're worried about the offensive line now they're good rojo's good james right. good well, we're, we're definitely going to talk about those. One more question about the offensive line before we move on to those, specifically as it re- relates to the Saints game coming up. Uh, we know that the Rams were supposed to be uh, with Aaron Donald, plus they had a bunch of other guys that were first-round draft picks. Um, mm-hmm. The – the like so that and and the offensive line held up really well against them yeah 
remind me because I I'm a fan of the Buccaneers. I don't follow other teams. The the defensive line for the Saints is this supposed to be a big test for our offensive line or like where would they rank yeah. in, in this? Well, they I think they also have four first round picks or th- at least three. Yeah, on there. I mean, Rankins. You know, they drafted him when we drafted VH three. Uh, what is it? Cam Jordan, I believe. I, I you know, there's a couple of guys I get mixed up. There's a guy in Miami I get mixed up with him, but mm-hmm. uh, the guy that tweeted out when, when oddly enough when Donovan got his extension, you know, he like quote tweeted. And he's like, "Oh, good, I'll be eating for like the next oh, yeah. five years or something." Right, right. Yeah, so he's there, you know. Um, and then they they spent basically two number one picks on Davenport this year or last year and then they got trey hendrickson who was a uh went to one of these small florida schools mm-hmm. and he was actually leading or is leading the team in sacks so you know you watch what they did by just giving the dallas cowboys fits you know um an offensive line has been considered one of the best if not the best for for you know quite a while a now years, in the nfl yeah. so it this is going to be a, another big test mm-hmm. um but with the buccaneers Having faced these guys so many times, you know, especially the Rankins uh, and, and those types, not necessarily um, Davenport and Hendricks so much, uh, but it turns out Hendricks is out. Spoiler alert. Um, so that's good. But I think the familiarity and, you know, all the times that we play the Saints, it's I never feel even though if, it doesn't matter if we win or lose the game, but I don't feel like their pressure was something that tipped the tide either way. Right. That's and that's what I was like. I was trying to think of previous Saints games and I'll be honest. I know we've only played the Panthers as the only divisional game so far this year. I feel like we've already played the Saints this year for some reason and I don't know why. Um, maybe it's just doing this <laughs> podcast for so long. All the years are starting to run together. I don't know what it is, but I was trying to think of like trying to remember like what my impression of the defensive line for the Saints has been and it's never been something that I've ever been too concerned about or that I've ever been wowed by so uh and as you mentioned uh you know spoiler alert Trey Hendrickson is out so if he's their sack leader that's not necessarily a bad thing uh, concerning the Bucks but hey let's move on to some of those other guys you just talked about a second ago Ronald Jones has been the top rated running back by pro football focus uh for this week i guess or at least so far this year um so far this year so far this year so yay for rojo yeah it was it was it was surprising you know uh it's you don't i'm not really sure you have to get as many snaps or do different things to qualify for pff which kind of makes it weird Mm -hmm. of course the one that buck fans we always like to point to was how john ross was had better overall first year grade than oj howard Mm -hmm. and john ross played like two games um they threw two passes to him and he dropped one right (laughs) and his his pff grade was better than oj howard and i was like what um and i think they came back like a week later and did it adjusted it or something so and this was just just as strange because it's like uh running game like you know pff grade for running like Mm 87.5 pf grade for receiving 78.5 overall grade 89.7 now it's been a while since i've been you know in a statistics class but you don't take the average of two numbers and it doesn't come out higher than both of them It, it doesn't happen so obviously there's other factors involved but still you know it's it's great to see it's it's not only as Rojo sort of, you know, rates all the question marks. He's he's doing great, man. He's averaging like six yards a carry. Yeah. And I know you've heard it, you know, everywhere. If you listen to other podcasts, like, well, what about those? Like, what would be his average 
through four games if like just one of those two penalties were, were called back. You know, it's just mm-hmm. uh, he'd be averaging somewhere like eight yards, eight and a half yards, and yeah. and it's not a small sample size. Yeah, yeah. So all right, well, we'll we'll see what happens with Rojo. I know the the kind of running thread that we have regarding the running back position this year is sort of a waiting to see when does Rojo overtake Peyton Barber as the starting running back uh, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and it's something that we're kind of looking to see happen mid-season sometime somewhere somewhere before the I don't think it, I don't think it matters you know I I mean I don't I, it's well let's 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 put it this way Rojo got more carries the San Francisco game mm-hmm. got more carries the Giants game got more carries the Rams game mm-hmm. right the only one he didn't get more carries is when he hurt his toe mm-hmm. so it seems to be sort of you know the MO of the way this offense is Barber starts and then the Rojo comes in and then just doesn't come out because right. he's doing so well. So, you know, it's if if he's getting 60% of the carries and he doesn't care. quote unquote start the game, right. who cares? It, you know, like everyone, you know, when you look at those type of things, you, you want to see who's get who's getting the ball. Mm-hmm. All right. And I think Rojo is. So, I I, I don't care if if he starts or doesn't start. Sure. All right. Uh let's hand out a couple of awards, Ryan. What do you say? Okay. Jameis Winston wins the NFC Player of the Week, Offensive Player of the Week, and the FedEx Air Player of the Week. Both awards going to Jameis Winston this week for his performance against the LA Plus, Rams. he opened up his uh, dream forever, second his second he dream room. He did, forever. yeah. Yeah, his is the second dream room. That's right. That's right. Did you see that humongous picture of himself on the wall? I saw that. I saw that. I don't think he personally painted it. He was wearing his away white. I saw you point that out, and I I thought that was very interesting. Yeah, yeah. But I think think it's because I think – like I was looking at it from an artistic standpoint. I think it's because it contrasted the background color that they had. Yeah, the background was red. Yeah, so it it made it pop out just because it contrasted that. So although I would have preferred him be in the pewter pants. Like I'm okay with the white tops. I just (laughs) never want to see white pants on our Buccaneers for any reason whatsoever. I don't understand that. I don't, I, it's per, it's, I, I like white tops and pewter pants. Red tops, pewter pants, red tops, red pants. That's fine. But I don't want to see white pants. I'm over it. I, right. I, I don't, I don't mind the white tops. It's just I, like, I, I'm only, I'm only half on this stupid train about this one. <laughs> Dude, I don't want to see it at home. Damn it. No white pants. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I, I don't get it, but that's cool. All right. So, uh, so that, that's Jameis Winston. Oh. So yeah. Congratulations to Jameis. Yes. Congratulations to Jameis giving us some ammo for, uh, you know, the people that mm-hmm. say that he's never any good, will never be a franchise quarterback, needs to be cut. Mm-hmm. Team will never go with anywhere without him. Bruce Arians is wasting his time. All that kind of stuff. He's, he's giving us the ammo. What kind of game do you expect out of Jameis? Do you expect a Panthers game, a Giants game, or a, uh, Rams game? Because I don't think he's going to have another San Francisco game. I don't think he's going to have another San Francisco game. Um, I, am, I don't think you have one all year. Yeah, I I am leaning more towards a Rams type performance, and I, by that I don't necessarily mean throwing four touchdowns. I I do think he probably throws at least three, maybe four. I, God, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. He won't throw four no. touchdowns. I mean, he'll get three, but not no, four. No, I do think he'll throw for three because um, I think this will also be a high-scoring game. I really do. Um, I think it'll at least be you in think? the 30s. Yeah. I don't know. Sa- you know the, the Saints, Saints have not had high-scoring games this year. They can't score. Bridgewater can't score. Like, right. they beat Seattle. 
fantastic. Seattle's a great team, uh-huh. possible super content, Super Bowl contender for me. Uh, they won off defense. They mm-hmm. got two scores from defense and special teams. They had a scoop and score, and they had a return. I don't know if it was punt or kickoff. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm not sure if Bridgewater even put the ball in the end zone, maybe once. Right. And the defense stuffed them. And then the Dallas game, they didn't get the ball in the end zone at all. Mm-hmm. Four field goals, one of four. They're winning off defense. So, I mean, we're going to talk about it later. It's going to be interesting chess match between, you know, is is Sean Payton, is Todd Bowles going to compress the defense, you know, and, and tighten up that middle mm-hmm. and those short passes that Bridgewater has been doing and, and sort of, you know, get guys closer to Kamara in the run game and the swing pass and the outlets. And if Bowles does that, is Sean Payton practicing now for Bridgewater to throw it over the top? Right. And that's the only way I can see that that the Saints are going to put up a lot of points, honestly. Right. But I okay. Let me clarify when I say high scoring game. I think the Bucks are going to have a high scoring game. <laughs> but okay. I don't know. I mean, I mean, to your point though, they their defense has apparently been shutting down offenses and good offense. and good offenses. Good offense. So you know, may, maybe we won't be. I I don't know. But you know, I I can see Jameis not, not our offense. Yeah, not our offense. Dang it! How could they? Uh, but I I still can see Jameis throwing for two or three touchdowns at least i'd say three is three is, i don't want to say is a floor but i'd say three is probably i wouldn't be shocked by it you know so you're looking for, so you're looking at a giants game yeah uh, yeah i guess that's about what he did in giants game right yeah yeah he, like the rams he, game was almost a perfect game right one throw from being probably the best game he ever will play he could tie it mm-hmm. but i mean they moved the ball at ease. Like there wasn't a lot of bad throws. He didn't make, you know, of course the one, but you know, he didn't fumble the ball. It was like great. Mm-hmm. The Giants is a very good game. Three touchdowns in the first half. Got a little wonky in the third quarter, mm-hmm. but you know, drove down, put him ahead, and then when he put his feet to the fire in two plays, he puts us in the game-winning field goal position. Right. You know, uh, should have won that game. The Panthers game is like I'm not going to turn the ball over no matter what. <laughs> Right. And our I don't care if I score. I'm up. not turning the ball over. <laughs> Even if I don't I'm score, not. I won't turn it over. <laughs> yeah. So right. that was like that. The Panthers game is like the manage. I just I'm managing the game. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to take a lot of shots. I'm just I'm the first thing I'm doing is just not lose the ball. Then the Giants game is a very good game. And then the Rams game is an outstanding game. I got to tell saying you, James is going to. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just saying you're you're going for a Giants game. Yeah, yeah. I I I think that's going to become more of the norm that we'll see out of Jameis. I I don't think we'll see a lot of. Uh, I, I don't think Jameis is going to have a whole lot of those kind of game manager type games. You know, like uh, where. Yeah, where I he, think that's going to be the floor for him for the rest of the year. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think we'll see more out of him. I'm what I'm really curious though. Speaking of awards though, Ren is is the real award and what's going to happen with Jameis is is he going to find Find his way back into the Pewtercast Award for Offensive Player of the Year, or maybe even you know Overall Player of the Year for the Buccaneers. Uh, I don't know, and that's going to be voted on by fans. So we'll see. We'll see where he goes. He's going to have, if he is for at least for the well for either one of them, he's going to have some tough competition because Chris Godwin's making a big case yeah. for himself. Mike Evans is still making a case for himself. Rojo is making a case for himself. So um, I. I you know, and if you're going to give away an MVP right now, it's Shaq Barrett. Right, right. But there, there yeah. is the offensive side, right? Like we'll do an offensive and a defensive right, yeah. and then the overall one, right? But so, he's only yeah. got a shot at two. But he's only really got a shot at two. Right. Two beauties. One is MVP, uh-huh. which right now Shaq, Shaq Barrett, Barrett hands down. Right. And then, like you said, he's got a lot of competition in the running for offensive end. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So I'm I'm curious to see how that whole thing is going to shake out. But of course, he's got, you know, 12 more games to play before we get to that spot. Anyway, uh speaking of Shaq Barrett, Shaq Barrett has won the NFC Defensive Player of the Month for the month of September. Yes. Which mm-hmm. is kind of like duh to me. Um I don't know if it was duh to the rest of the NFL, but <laughs> you know. Right. You'd have to have been paying attention. Uh you know, I find it a little criminal, you know, slightly criminal, like jaywalking. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe a little more than jaywalking. Eating ice cream on the sidewalk, because by the way, that's illegal in Florida, in case you didn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, that he didn't win at least two defensive players of the week. Right. You know. Right. It, well, he could have know. had, like, what was it, the one against the Giants game? Like, he could have had one then, except, like, they... We didn't win. They Yeah, they give it to the winning team. Like, you have to win, right? Like, yeah. like if you put Jameis's game, like, you take Jameis and his stats, and you put it right up next to Jared Goff's in the same game. Like, Jared Goff pretty much had a better game, right? Mm-mm. It's just Jameis won. No, Jared Goff had four turnovers. Ah, fair enough. But I was I was thinking, like, he had the five, you know, the five... Think about back, back to the, the touchdowns back to the Giants game. We'll flip it yeah. back to the Giants game. Daniel Jones got it, uh-huh. you know, but Jameis' stats are right there with him because mm-hmm. he had two turnovers. Daniel Jones, right? He he counted for four touchdowns, ran for two, threw for two, but he had two fumbles, you know. But he won the game, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, you Jameis had yeah, Jameis had one interception, but threw for three touchdowns. Yeah, three yeah. was it four? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, so the stats were were right there, but. They gave to Jan Jones. He wins. The one that stuck was was Shaq Barrett, who got it for the Panthers game, wasn't it? Panthers game, mm-hmm. and then went out and got three sacks in the Giants game, and he didn't get it. And then last week, he got an interception, a sack, a strip, a fumble, and a couple tackles for loss, and he didn't get it. Right, but they gave him that's the month. one. <laughs> Yeah, but that's the one that stung. It was yeah. like, what? You know, it's so anyway. But yeah. you know, again, we're splitting hairs here. This is this is a nice problem to have. Sure, right. right. I'm running out this of is, shelf this space. This is what we talk. This is what we talk about when we win, Ren. All right. Um, yeah. Speaking of that, I, Ren, okay, you kind of brought this up to me, sort of in our little pre-show talk. I didn't get a chance to hear this, so I, you know, tell me what you picked out of it. Casey Phillips on oh. the Bruce Arian show had the sports science. Science guys, we've heard a lot about this sports science department. Bruce Arians has talked about. It. We've got a great sports science department. Sports science, sports science, sports science, sports science. I don't really know what they do outside of sports science. So, um, <laughs> Ren, like, like, kind of, can you recap what they talked about, or you know, did you pick up anything from listening to them and and what they had going on there with the sports science department? Yeah, uh, sure. Um, and if you, you say know, sports I'm science, also, I'm, I'm gonna mm, no. You're gonna what? <laughs> oh, you missed it. I was going. Mm. For those, for, those are, for those of you listening, because this is an audio podcast, not a video podcast, I was giving Ren a fist like I was going to punch him through the camera here. But, uh, you know. And I am very afraid. Yes. Uh, this is also some things I've heard in, in bits and pieces, but uh, she had she does this every week. Bruce, it's like an hour show. Bruce Aaron's on for thirty minutes, and then they have an assistant or some or somebody on, like a wide receivers coach, you know, something like that on. Well, for the second half, they had two people who ended up being guys from the sports science department. The first one is English, and I don't know. Uh, there's certain dialects or accents of English, Irish, Scottish. If I'm not looking at them, I, I I don't understand what you're saying for some reason. Right. Like it's really hard for me to pick it up. Some of them, it's like it, you know, it, it's it's clear as a bell. It doesn't matter, you know, whatever. But some of them that the words sort of run together, and I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. So I I really did have a hard time sort of understanding this guy. 
But here's what I got out of it. And this guy is sort of the data cruncher. Okay. Okay. He's, um, he's the guy that, that, that takes the data and implements it. So, you know, things that the Bucks will be doing is, of course, I think we've talked about it. They, they're going on Virgin Airlines where there's like 46 of these sleeper beds. Okay. Um, uh, so will be doing that and they're getting special glasses that, that, uh, that protect from blue light, uh, that, um, I guess blue light on the plane doesn't let you sleep or your brain reads it as it's not nighttime. Okay. So, uh, these glasses are supposed to take that away. Uh, but some of the more interesting things they're doing, they'll, you know, they'll be wearing compression socks, right. uh, promote blood flow. They have these little things that they attach to, you know, on their legs where, it's an electrical pulse. So while they're mm-hmm. just sitting there laying down in their, you know, their queen size beds on an airplane, um, this electrical pulse is, is tricking the brain and the muscles to thinking that they're working out. So when they get off the plane, their legs aren't like dead tired and, oh, whoa, I've been laying down for like right. eight hours. This is weird. Right. The body thinks that they've just sort of done a low impact, like they've walked for, you know, like four hours or something. Right. Like, like it's, it, it's, it's, you know, it, it feels like it's been a workout. Um, you know what that sounds like so, to me is I don't know how uh, long it's been since you've been in the hospital or had a hospital stay, but like if, if you're in the hospital for any amount of time, they'll come in and put these compression stockings on your legs or, or these compression things on your legs that while you're like laying in the hospital bed that kind of it's that it sounds like it's that same idea you know yeah it, it keeps yeah. your keep stuff going and i remember you remember uh, well you wouldn't remember actually i don't know Ren, maybe you do bruce lee um he used to travel on airplanes and he would have like a uh or at least the, i don't know if this is actually fact or if this is just rumor but he'd have like little um like like an electro I'm going to say shock but that's not the right word. I forget what the actual name of it is, but basically it's the thing where like you put a couple pads on your thing and you can run like electricity through your body and it like helps yeah. flex your muscles or something. Like he would put those yeah. on his abs while he's flying in an airplane and basically get an ab workout like just sitting on the airplane. Like cuz he'd be running, you know, cuz it'd be making his muscles twitch, you know. Yeah, it, it sounds about right, you know. It's and it's the funny thing is, like, you'll, like, see those on TV, uh-huh. you know, like, hey, here's an ab workout. You don't have to do anything. It's a belt you wrap around your stomach, and uh-huh. and it just sort of does that same thing, you know, and then it's a body shot, and the guy rips it off, and he's had those abs because he eats clean and has been working on his body right. uh, for, like, you know, for 12 years. Uh, but, hey, you look just the same as literally electro pads, <laughs> and they don't really last long. But then you, then you got, you know, you got this billion-dollar franchise of a team. Uh-huh. And they're hiring a bunch of staff, and they're telling you, "Yeah, put these little electrodes on yourself to make yourself like you felt like you work out." Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it was interesting to hear what he said, uh, but it was hard to understand everything that he said. And he wasn't on very long. The second right. guy is actually a doctor, um, okay. and he uh, is more of the administrator type. Like he makes sure that you know the people are in the right places to gather the data he's overseeing the whole thing and okay. you know and he'll poke his head in different areas to make sure everything's running efficiently or he thinks he can improve on stuff or maybe you know information is not getting from point a to point c because there's a problem at point b and he comes in and fixes that stuff but his story was was uh pretty cool because you know it was very niche back when he started and then oregon hired him 
time, you know, uh-huh. uh, the University of Oregon, because they wanted to start a sports science department. And uh, he said that he would go to these places like these, you know, colleges, in the United States, like, you know, like the Stanford's and the, and the cows and stuff. And uh-huh. he'd show up for these or like, here's a, here's our sports science department. But they weren't what they were. They were sports science labs. They okay. were scientists running experiments on just seeing, you know, what the results are. There wasn't – so it was just trying to learn stuff. It wasn't taking what they've learned and putting into practical use. So he had to go, like, to Australia. Wow. Like, apparently, Australia rules football is, like, they're really big into sports science. Okay. So he had, that's where he went over there and sort of learned his craft, came back, brought it to Oregon. Then, uh, <clears throat> you know, professional teams started to get interested in it. I guess the NBA has been, been uh, sort of ahead of the curve as far as the other sports things. And he was talking with them, and he said, voila, he just sort of ended up with the Buccaneers. And uh, mm-hmm. so it seems like it's a guy who knows what he's doing and, and almost to the point where he sort of pioneered the sports lab practicality part. Like okay. even having designed the building and all sort of that stuff and what they needed. Uh, so, you know, they got the Buccaneers got one of the pioneers of this, at least as far as it is in the United States. So, you know, I thought that was interesting. You know, it was, it was not a lot of conversation about this seven week stretch with, you know, six road games. It really was about, you know, what the Bucks are going to do on this London trip to make them as fresh as possible when they're there. All right. Interesting. Interesting. But you can find it on that. You can find it on the app. Yeah. The Rusarian show. Go listen to it. And maybe you can make a little more sense out of the, out of the second guy. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the first guy, the second guest in the show, of course, first one being Bruce Arians and I could. Um, but yeah, it was interesting. It was interesting to listen to. I mean, that's, uh, I, I don't know. I find all that kind of stuff fascinating. I've got a small background in, in sports medicine. So, um, that kind of, uh, I don't know. I always find that sort of stuff definitely neat, but, uh, man, the, I mean, the stuff they go through, I don't know. I, I don't know how, You've done a little bit of international travel recently, Ren. Um, mm-hmm. I've done a little bit in my days, and I don't know. It's it's I, I've, you always go through this like, okay, I'm gonna sleep here, but I'm not gonna sleep here, so I can trick my body and get over jet lag and you know this and that. And and I eventually just got to a point where I just said, screw it, I'll just you know get on the plane, pop a couple pop a couple sleeping pills and sleep while I'm there. Just kill the plane ride so I don't have to worry about it too much. And then when I get there, I'll just be jet lagged or not jet lagged. Whatever it comes is what'll come. Like I just sort of submitted myself to however it goes. These guys are really fighting against it, man. Yeah, that's how I uh you know that that's how I approach it too. It's like, yeah. you know, ideally you have a plan. You sure. know, you know when you're gonna land and you know if you want to be like sort of wide awakened through the middle of your day mm-hmm. or is it or is or you really try trying to sleep on the plane and either way it doesn't matter and if i get to you know like when we got to rome you know it, we were supposed to sleep on the plane because it was going to be early morning in rome right and we got to rome and, and we got to our room and we were tired so yeah. we, we took a four-hour nap yeah like, honestly just traveling will wear you out which is weird because you're not doing much but it, it just does all right let, let's move on with this uh we've got two more headlines i want to talk about real quick um one and this actually kind of looks forward to the injury report just a little bit uh, first one, JPP has come out to say that he has plans for being back week eight versus Tennessee, although I guess I should clarify it wasn't really JPP himself. It was JPP's agent talking to TMZ. Says that, says that he'll be back for week eight versus Tennessee. Said he would actually be ready, Ren, by week seven, except that's our bye week. So it's not game eight. It's actually week eight, uh, and it, it's the week we play Tennessee. So expecting to see JPP back that week. 
That's going to be exciting. I'll believe it when I see it. That's, that's what I was just thinking. We have heard for years now from people saying, oh, yeah, so-and-so should be back. So-and-so, yeah, he's looking good. Yeah, he should be back. And then you look up three weeks past the time when they were supposed to be back, and they're still not back. And you're like, dude. What's going on? Yeah, we haven't really we haven't heard anything from JPP. We haven't seen him work out at all. All right. of a sudden, now he's a free agent next year, and hey, his agent comes out and says, "Hey, he'll be ready," and he's like pitching a medicine ball. You know, right? It's like nothing, nothing, nothing. Restructure your contract. You're a free agent next year. Hey, NFL, look uh-huh. how healthy I am. Right. Right. So, I mean, I, I, you know, I'm not saying that that's that that he's lying. I'm not. Mm-hmm. You know, I would not. I mean, for Christ's sakes, he's missing half a hand. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> had he's no missing problem half a hand. He's broken his neck. He's still going to come back and play at a high level with the in the NF freaking L post yeah, 30 years I, old. I believe he can do it, but yeah. you know, but still, I'll believe it when I see it. And sure. uh, but it, but it is exciting. It is exciting. Like, who do you sit? <sighs> Damone Harris. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean in the rotation. Oh, geez. Yeah. Like who, who, yeah, whose snaps get taken? Shaq Barrett's? No, Carl Nassib's? I mean, you going to play three outside linebackers? Probably not. Like, Well, there is a little talk of that Shaq Barrett can play sort of an inside stand-up rusher. Oh, really? Wow. Where so basically he can play over the guard as a stand-up guy uh-huh. and JPP plays outside him. Interesting. Well, we'll see. We'll, it is we'll see what happens. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Uh, and, and then the last headline that I have for this week, Ren, unless you have any others, Devin White is back after a grade one MCL sprain. Uh, he'll be back for the Louisiana game, for the, for the New Orleans game. Um, really wouldn't care too much about which game he's coming back for, except a big deal's kind of been made about it because, it, you know, obviously he went to LSU there in Louisiana. He's got a a lot of friends and family uh, playing college ball, and he's excited to get back and to do it in Louisiana in front of all his friends and family. So, but uh, Devin White's back. I think the big question that I have about this, and I think Bucks Nation as a whole has a question about this, is what do we do with Kevin Minter? Like Kevin Minter has been playing pretty okay. Like, is there just that big of a difference between him and Devin White? I don't recall seeing that big of a difference when Devin White was the guy who was in there. So, you know, what do we do? Still go with Devin you White? Sit Kev, you, yeah, you said Kevin Minter. Yeah. Kevin Minter's at his ceiling. Right. And Devin White is a game in one, because five quarters in his NFL career. And if you can't tell the difference between them, you go with the guy who's only played five quarters. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's going to go up. Um, yeah, and, hey, I don't know if you heard, but I've had issues with the uh, middle pass defense on this on this team. Really? Why? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, never mind. Yeah, uh, no, don't go there. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm hoping that Kevin Minter and his speed will be able to negate these tight ends and maybe even some of these. You mean uh, Devin White and his speed? Yeah. What did I say? Kevin Devin Minter. Minter. Yeah. Oh, well, when, uh, Devin White will be able to get in there and and sort of shore up that middle of the field, especially this game if if Todd Bowles wants to sort of bring the safeties and just to sort of compress the whole defense. You know how you get down inside the red zone; it's harder to score because the defense is compressed. Mm-hmm. Like. Like Todd Bowles might do that anywhere on the field, like act like the goal line's only, you know, 20 yards or the back of the end zone's only like 30 yards from the ball. Like, so mm-hmm. it's, it's gotta be a fun catch match. I know I've talked about it once, talked about it again, but, uh, yeah, you sit, you sit mentor, man. Like, yeah. you know, thank you very much for your service. You did great. I appreciate it. That's why you're here. That's why you're getting paid. Yep. Now get out of the don't way. Go sit over there and don't say. <laughs> yeah, we, we got our <laughs> go rookie. Sit down and You'll still get your and check. Don't complain. Right. Um, all right. Well, that is going to do it for all the headlines we have, Ren. Uh, as we look towards the Saints game, let's take a look at the injury report. Uh, and see what we have going on over there first with the new with the New Orleans Saints. Drew Brees is still out with his thumb. Uh, 
I'm not crying over that at all. Uh, Trey Hendrickson, you gave us a little spoiler earlier. He is also out. Uh, I think you said earlier he's their sack leader or something like that. Uh, outside with of that, three. everybody, huh? With three? Just three. Yeah. That sounds so tiny, doesn't it? I know. <laughs> like, Shaq, I know. Shaq Bear has nine. And we three. would like last, like the past like five years, we've been ecstatic to have a guy with three sacks in four games. Right, right. And now we're like three, <laughs> whatever. Is, yeah, is, is he even trying? <laughs> right. God. <laughs> uh, so with, but I mean, with that, other than that, the New Orleans Saints are very, very healthy. Um, they have a few other guys, but nobody really worth mentioning. Um, Cam Jordan, I guess, uh, was out there, but he's full participation by Friday, so uh, they'll be out there. All right, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the one that Cam actually. Really matters. That's it. I call, did I call it Cameron Wake? Cam Jordan. Hope Cam I Jordan. said it right. That's the guy I was talking about. Yeah. That dumped on Donovan Smith. Anyway. Uh, so please Jack Sitchie and Rashad Perriman both are out for the game. Right. Uh, Jack Sitchie with a, a dislocated elbow. Did you ever go back and watch the, the video, the, the, to see that injury and see what that looked like? I didn't go back to watch it. Oh. It popped up on my, I, I popped up on my timeline. Yeah. Like I didn't, I wasn't like, oh, I gotta go see this. Yeah. yeah it, it was, oh. yeah. He got, he got, uh, he yeah. got Johnny Lawrence. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was not okay. But apparently, all he did was dislocate it, and they say it's not a season-ending injury. They do expect him back, uh, kind of like the the JPP. Like I'll believe it when I see it. But that you know, for no. whatever they're saying right now, he should be back. No, yeah, no, I, I'm I'm more than believe when I see it because it's coming from the team. Yeah, the JPP yeah. thing. It's like you know. <laughs> I, well, I know, but I mean, in the past, like, uh, think about Kendall Begwith or even Justin Evans earlier this year. Yeah, he's getting close. Yeah, he's getting close. Yeah, he's getting close. All right, coach, when is it? When's he coming? You know, and they just never yeah. did. Oh, well, they he had a setback. They never, oh, but, they never, but they never put a week on it, though. They never put a week right. on it. Well, they haven't put they a week put on a Jack Sitchie yet either. So. Said two to four. Is it two? Oh, is that what they said? Two to four? Yeah. That was it. Oh, I missed that. Wow. That's it? Two to four for, wow. Cause his, his yeah. elbow went backwards. It looked it like a giraffe's great. knee. Sweep the leg. <laughs> uh, and then Brashad Perriman, he is also out with that hamstring. Um, this was interesting. Uh, Bruce Arians in talking about this said Perryman's hamstring has been an issue. Now I wasn't really clear mm. on what he was talking about when he was saying that. Like, has this been an, an ongoing issue with him with this, with this hamstring thing? Are you aware of anything? I don't, I know he got hurt like during OTAs, but I thought it's because he dove for a pass and landed on his shoulder. Uh, maybe it was tweaked. I mean, this is the, he heard it like two weeks ago. Right. So. Yeah. I mean, I remember, I remember the play in the Rams game when he pulled up with the hamstring. Like you see, you see it when it happened. Um, okay. TV. So it was just, so it was just last week. Yeah. I don't know. No, it's, it's a speedster. Soft, you know, leg, mm-hmm. soft tissue injuries happen all the time. It's, right. it's, that's the, that's the problem with having the, you know, yeah. These, these and, guys, the, and these so, are those ones that I don't know. They take a long time to come back from with these hamstring injuries. A lot of times, three, four, five, six weeks. Sometimes Sean like Jackson's out for the year with a hamstring or whatever. What's he got? Yeah, that. is he's out for the year? Really? No, no. I don't know. Maybe. Oh. Who knows? Depends on how the Eagles do. Oh, if they I, start tanking. He'll be out. For the I, year. I don't. I don't wish bad on anybody, but that makes me a little happy to think about. All right. Uh, moving off of that though. Uh, so those are our two guys that are listed as out on our injury report. Demar Dotson is listed as questionable. Um, he did not participate on Wednesday or Friday in practice. He was limited on Thursday, and that could be they just had him running up and down the sideline, or they had him doing you know whatever limited means but he didn't participate either of those other two days so uh we'll see what happens but questionable i always remind people questionable means likely to play 
but he will be he is listed as a game time decision. Uh, Shaquille Barrett, Jamel Dean, Chris Godwin, Ryan Jensen, Vita Vey, and Devin White all listed on the injury report. All full participation by Friday. All are at least expected to play. Although I think officially Jamel Dean and Devin White are still considered game time decisions, uh, but they they were full participation by Friday. So uh, that is your injury report for Week Five. Who is the injury report brought to you by? Brought to you by huntakiller.com go to huntakiller.com and use the code pewtercast at checkout and get 20% off your first box huntakiller.com we'd like to thank them for sponsoring the pewtercast and bringing you the weekly injury report uh also thank you greg allman <laughs> whose twitter feed i found this on <laughs> Um, all right, uh, Ren, well, with that, this is going to bring us down to everybody's favorite segment of the show, inactives. We need inactives, seven of them for the week. Whatever you got, you've already got two in the, in, in the bag. You got Jack Sitchie and Brassad Perriman. We need five more. Who you got? Bailey, Harris, Hawkins, Hudson, and O'Connor. You and I are down the line exactly on that. Zach Bailey, Gerald well, Hawkins, Tanner Hudson. Do what? Like, I can't see. I, I, I'm going to make you go first next time. Okay. That's fine. But I don't trust you on this one. You had yeah. Ryan Smith on there. No, I actually, literally, you can look at I had Ryan Smith slash Pat O'Connor with a, I don't know if Ryan Smith counts against the roster yet or not. If he doesn't, then, then I think it's Pat O'Connor. If he does count against the roster, what I was saying was, I don't think Ryan Smith's playing this week. So I think they would sit him this week either way. I don't know with the exception if he counted. Um, because I wasn't clear on that rule. So if he didn't count, then I was going to say Pat O'Connor. I don't know. So that's who I have. But other than that, I do. I'm with you. Yeah. Zach Bailey, Gerald Hawkins, Mr. Inactive <laughs> for the year, Tanner Hudson, and Damone Harris right. were my others. So. Yep. All right, Ren. Yeah, I, this one, this one, this one's pretty easy. Like, I would, I'll be extremely shocked this out if it doesn't come out this way. Right. The only way it's going to screw it is, is if Dot doesn't go. Or like and Jamel Luka Dean Hawkins. or someone like that. That's the only yeah. possibility. Dean's right. going. Dean's going. Yeah, I hope so, for sure. All right, Ren. Uh, well, that is going to bring us to the end of the show. I'll give you a chance. Uh, any... Any words, anything maybe we haven't discussed, particularly as it relates to the Saints game coming up, uh, anything you want to want to kind of throw out there, and then uh, we'll go ahead and close out the show. Sean Payton's a really smart coach, man, and he has not let Teddy Bridgewater throw the ball down the field. Uh, it looks like Dallas had a good game plan against him. Seattle probably had a good game, 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 good game plan against him. Now, I don't know if it's because those defenses are pretty good, at least the upper half in the league. That's why the Saints couldn't score. Mm-hmm. Or it's more of Bridgewater. Um, a lot of people are saying Taysom Hill, you know, their guy that can run, throw, block, catch, kick, punt, pass. He's the best water boy. Mm-hmm. He's the best looking guy. He's a he's a scratch golfer. Uh, he had modeled for the Heisman Trophy. Um, he's an he's an art collector. He's a salmonier. <laughs> he's a he's a cheese sniffer. Uh, Kudos for using the word salmonier or whatever that word is. Salmonier. Salmonier. Yeah, I can never say it right. Actually, was the guy that introduced that little Swedish girl to the UN. Like he's <laughs> he's done it all. So anyway, Taste Hill. Uh, uh, you know, people are saying that he might be like he might be a factor. I'm mm-hmm. uh, I'm a little hesitant, but I can also see it. Here's the thing, you know, this is where the um, learning the the uh, you know I guess like the beaten dog syndrome, where it, it's been you know uh, 
I've learned to have this uh, response to a game where I think the Bucks should win. But hey, and it's even happened this year. It's like, hey, it's a rookie quarterback. We should win this game. Right. But then you see, well, the Bucks don't do against well against rookie quarterbacks. Everybody else does. The coaching staff does when they don't coach the Bucks. Right. You know, so having watching Teddy Bridgewater can't throw the ball ten yards down the field. They don't let him throw ball, the ball ten yards down the field, and has scored one, maybe two offensive touchdowns in the past two weeks. Like you're thinking, hey, this could really be a thing be for the Bucks. But yeah. but I can I can see this being the week where the run defense breaks down because Alvin Kamara is that good. I can see where Teddy Bridgewater and Sean Payton come up with this. Well, Sean Payton comes up with this game plan and Teddy Bridgewater execute it where they throw deep ball you know they take two or three shots per half and if they hit on two of them that's like 28 points I can I can feel that happening like Mm -hmm. I can I can feel the joy rushing out of me as I stay (laughs) right now um so you know us being you know taught and learned and pav pav logged on that it's eh, he says (laughs) but I am I am refusing to give in to it. Good. Uh I think the Buccaneers are gonna win. Um and I think that it's going to be a closer game than it actually is. You know what I mean? Okay. Where you look at it at the end of the game and it's like, oh, that was only like, you know, eight point game, but you know, really the Bucks were in control the whole time and probably had somewhere up to an eleven to fourteen point lead for like three quarters of the game. All right. I'll go with you on that. Um I'm excited. I'm excited for this game. I am excited to see what our Buccaneers are going to do. Uh, I thought you had a great question earlier of, uh, you know, what Jameis Winston are we going to get? And you've kind of got me thinking about that yeah. now. You know, like, like I want to know, I, I'm curious to see what we do with that. Uh, definitely want to see what Shaquille Barrett's going to pull out this week. Um, I definitely interested in, in seeing Devin White and what's going to happen there. So it should be good. So hey, listen, if you guys are listening to this and you're out in New Orleans, please, uh, give us a call on Sunday night at 10 o'clock. We are going to be going live on YouTube, Ren. Uh, we promise, Ren promises this week he's going to be happy, Ren, and, uh, we'll be out there. <laughs> uh, no, I didn't say that. I said if we win, I'll be happy. Oh, okay. If, what, what's this if stuff all of a sudden, Ren? <laughs> If you're holding my feet to the fire and 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 gonna state an absolute, like, <laughs> but anyway, if you can assure me, if you can assure me they're absolutely gonna win, then I will assure you I absolutely will be happy. All right, there you go. Uh, so you guys make sure you join us Sunday night, ten o'clock. Uh, YouTube.com forward slash computercast. Phone lines will be open, and if you are in New Orleans, would love to hear from you. If you went to the game, I know our friend Derek who was on with us earlier this week. He is out there right now. Uh, saw several Bucks fans actually talking about having you know being on the flight heading out there to New Orleans. So a shout out to you guys. You guys party hard, but party safe. And uh, with that, Ren, why don't you tell the folks where they can get in touch with you on the internet? The best way to find me is on Twitter at Rendax, R-E-N underscore D-A-X-T. I'm always down to talk some Buccaneers football. But if you don't want to put your, you know, thoughts or hot takes out there in the Twitterverse, you can always slide in my DMs and I will talk Buccaneers football with you there as well. So, and I know if you're listening to this, there's a couple of people. Uh, that have gone into my DMs and it, it's been like four days since I've answered. I got like a handful of people. Sorry, everybody. I will do it tomorrow. I promise. And, and we'll talk some bucks football probably when you're listening to this right now. 
And if you guys want to get in touch with me, you can find me at Brent Allen Live across all the social medias. And the show is at the Pewtercast on Twitter.com and on Facebook.com. You can also email us to the Pewtercast at gmail.com. We will read those on a future episode of the podcast. And you guys can subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Podbean. Podbean, our number two biggest platform, Ren, is Podbean. There's also Podcast Addict, Google Play, Stitcher, Overcast, Jabbercast, iHeartRadio. Of course, you can subscribe to us on YouTube. Click the little bell icon to be notified when we go live. Um, all, all, really all the different places. And I did kind of teasingly mention it. Don't forget, huntakiller.com, 20% discount off that first box uh, when you use the code PeterCast at checkout. So, uh, Ren, with that, there's nothing to it but to do it. It's now time for the Buccaneers game for us to buckle down and, and get it. Hey, one o'clock game. Woohoo for a one o'clock game finally. Uh, so here right? we go. I know. I know. Yeah. Uh, so here we go. One o'clock game guys on Sunday and, uh, we'll talk to you guys then and we'll certainly talk to you guys Sunday night. So until then guys, we'll close the show out as always. Go Bucks.